you're Bing, you're Boom, all right? I'm Bing. I'm, I'm Bing. I'm Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm Chris. I'm Drew. And we thought that the right thing to do would be to spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. It is bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. So starting things off, we want to apologize. It's been a it's been a, an extended period, like two extra days or something, since we said that we would release the podcast. Sorry, Drew got COVID. So, but it's been a super busy past couple weeks. So since we've gone to the every other week schedule, it's been uh, really good. It's freed us up personally, and we enjoy having a lot more content to talk about with you guys. So with that being said, there's been a ton that's happened since our last. There's just a few things, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's th- this big game out there that took place. Yeah. We, we work at a place where you can't say. Well, can anybody say the soup? Can, oh, the great, it. the great game, game. adventure of yes, the, the second week in February. Yes. <laughs> The large plate game. The, the large, large large plate game. The <laughs> giant plate game. If you don't know what we're talking about, that's on you. That's not on us. So, uh, Yeah, so game was great. I thought um, before the game, I was just, I wanted the Bengals to win just with Zach Taylor, but I picked the Rams yeah. to win. And, and I fi- Stanley Morgan. Drew. Well, oh, Absolutely. Touche. Sorry. He got in a couple times. So. <laughs> Did he actually? Yeah, special oh, teams. Cool. Yeah, special oh, yeah, teams. So. But, um, yep. yep. <laughs> so that makes sense. It played out about like I thought. I thought the Rams would be the better team out there. I thought the Bengals might push them a little bit just because they're the hot. They were one of the more hot talent. teams and talent. Like just, yeah. just some talent. But their O line was just too bad for so that Rams. So bad, dude. That Rams D line. Oh, it was gosh. too reminiscent. I saw a really funny uh, meme. It was like. Joe Burrow now knows what it would have been like to play at Nebraska because he got sacked seven times in a game or something <laughs> like that. So I was like, he got the treatment. Yeah. So he got the Nebraska treatment. So he didn't even have to play for us and he knew what it felt like. And he, but felt, and he felt the torture pain. Yes. Yeah, good, good game. Halftime show was awesome. I mean, I liked yeah, it, it was. personally. Yes. Like I, I was one of my favorites. Uh, they, they went all in on just nostalgia. Like all Which the commercials. Oh, they just played all the classics. All the commercials were nostalgic. Oh, we got to get the best commercial. The, we got to. Oh yeah. yeah. Favorite commercials. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The the commercials are all nostalgic. It was like, okay, we're, they were targeting millennials and like younger Gen Xers. So my generation and a little bit older, um, they were just like, let's tap into their childhood. And that's what all of the commercials were about. And even the halftime show. So, oh yeah, uh, it was, I loved it because of that. So I thought the commercials overall were much better than the past couple of years. I agree. I I don't know. I don't know. Because of Nostalgia. Pretty decent. I don't know if they just assume more people were watching Mm -hmm. for some reason, or I don't know. I like the halftime show too. I, I had this conversation with Drew earlier this week, so we won't go into it entirely again. I think oh, it we're was, going into it. Well, we can go into it. <laughs> oh, we can go into it, <laughs> but we don't have to. <laughs> I Drew and I see things very differently as it pertains to officiating. Mm, a little bit. M- m- broadly speaking, just in general, Drew has much more m- much more experience as a ref and having refed actual games. I've watched a lot of football and and I'm definitely a ca- armchair offici- official. Is that how would you arm, armchair official? Most people are. So. I carry well, I, I carry my <laughs> flags around. I have my my yellow flags. I have multiple in case one gets lost, but I throw them on the couch he and does. then I say, "No, this is what should have happened, sir." No, I don't actually do that, but I wish I could and that it was it would overrule because I would have fixed the ending of this most most <laughs> epic of games in the second week in February because I felt it was 
for the sake of for the sake of drama, I felt it was pretty poor officiating. But Drew and I have worked through this, so, so we, here's, here's we, thing, we, thing. we agree we agree broadly speaking that it it didn't. Now, well, yes, what, what, were you, what would you like to say? I would sir? just say there's no perfect officiating game, just yes. like there's no perfectly executed game by any either team. Like yeah. there's mistakes, there's a human error. It's part of what makes the game the game. Yeah, it makes it less mechanical. It makes it it just makes it real. Yeah, we, we have the benefit of seeing on a large screen that with slow motion with and all these things and yeah, um, <clears throat> being and we're not on the field. Not with say I'm an expert, but I, I mean I've I've refed high school football for the last ten years and. So I've, I've at decently high level. You're an expert compared to me. Well, and so and I've, I mean, held, I was the, like, I've held the sticks at midget football games before. There, so. there Whoa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just know what it's like to be on the field and the angles of things, the perception of things. Even if, like the one that you're calling into question for sure is that holding that on that third down play. That um, it just didn't to me. So, I've looked over a couple more times. It just didn't look like he made enough contact for it to be considered a legitimate hold like he was touching him yeah he, he and so what, going back to perception right yeah. from the angle of the, that the ref has yeah. on the side that's what they're looking at they like they'll watch that and he sees when he looks over he sees a very fast wide receiver being slowed down and the defender's hand on his hip on, in a moment where you're really crunching down uh, yeah. at the end of the game just because that's what you do um like i see why he called it now was it on real time, was it really fast? Sure. Did it yeah. impede him a little bit? Yes. He slowed down. Like he he would have been wide open if he didn't touch him. So if anything, it was a good it was a good play by the by the defender to, to hold yeah. on to him because it probably stopped a touchdown there. They ended up scoring anyways. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I get the frustration both at both ends, but yeah. overall, like it was a pretty well officiated game. That that missed offensive pi earlier oh in the game. Oh my gosh, like, dude, God, that was so bad. See, I, I, I have no dog in the yeah. fight. I am a diehard Cowboys fan, so yeah. I could not have cared less who won. I was rooting for the Bengals because of Zach Taylor, but in all honesty, I wish he got fired so he could come coach Nebraska. So <laughs> thanks for ruining it. And thanks for ruining that dream too, Zach. Yeah. But so jerk. In that one, I know. Once again, it's all about angles. That the yep, refs on the outside when it, that yeah. happened on the inside he didn't see it if you saw that you're throwing that flag so people that are mad that he didn't throw it i'm like there's no way he saw that and didn't throw it he, uh, he just yeah. didn't see it, it was just i think it the, i agree i mean i agree that it, it had to have been called yeah. based on the rule i wish i wish yeah i don't know what i don't even know what i wish i wish it would have ended differently yeah I just agree. in my mind there was just a sequence from the point where the the rams got the ball to like the 15 yard line and they had three possessions where they didn't get anything and there was great defense. And then that Big hold, Steve, that hold got called. And then from that point, there was like a sequence of like five yep. penalties that were like, what is happening? Yeah, like, so going I was on? thinking about this because I'm triggered by that too. Like I hate seeing just maybe as a ref, I don't like seeing ref like penalties. Yeah. Make, like call a game in, in but, under the two minute warning in like the crunch time on the biggest stage. I know. It's like, I know. Ah, but at the of other end, the you don't call it, and it's like people would would screaming the other way. But yeah. I think why you're triggered and why I'm triggered by it, even though I I tep it my, I will usually default to, to to defending the officials. Always, you always do. And I yeah. always do. And but I think why we're so triggered is because we're Husker fans. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we've seen this happen. Oh my so gosh, many dude. times where oh my games are changed so many times in drastic ways on the worst moments. Yeah. Ohio State this year, Michigan. This oh my year. gosh, dude! The, oh, like the the like the ghost pi penalty on JoJo oh. Doman. Oh, oh gosh, like the fumble, the fumble, Adrian fumble. The Adrian fumble. Wait, which hit, I heard the ref. Oh my gosh, ref, ref well, came in the like Michigan game. We'll talk yeah. about that for yeah. sure. We'll talk about that yeah. later oh, for dude, sure. Uh, Bef just, before we skip past the Super Bowl, do we have? A favorite a favorite commercial 
Yeah, I do. And yeah. it's not because the commercial was funny. It's more the experience that was funny. Oh. It goes into a story of who I was watching the game with. Shout out, Mr. Drew Rawlings. Oh. So he was doing Bleacher Reports, like, make your picks, make yeah. your bets for the game. And one of them was um, pick to see what is the first commercial of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they had options between it's either a beer commercial, a car commercial, a food commercial, or other. And he selected other. Which makes and sense because that's a broader. Yep. Yeah. He selected other. And it was like the best thing ever because the first commercial was this huge, really cool, dramatic scene of the um, Paralympics. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the yeah. Blind Brothers. Yeah, the yeah. Blind Brothers. You see the story. It seems yeah. really cool. So Drew's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I won. Like, I got this pick right. And at the end, it just goes... Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> we all just die laughing because he's like, no! Because it's a car. Had nothing to do with cars. I know. There wasn't even a car in the commercial, but Toyota just pops up it's at the end. These two yeah. brothers. And Drew lost the pick. Like training epically through the snow-capped mountains, just training their butts off, and then like it, <laughs> them in the hospital, and he's like crying. And then it's like him training again, but his brother's there, and he's like, oh, yeah. this is epic, you know? Oh. And then it's like, Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> it's like, we, we died like a laughing. Levi's commercial. Like, cause they do that <laughs> right. type of stuff all the time too. Like, goodness so, gracious. Yeah. That, no, was, that was my that favorite. That was good. I, I really enjoyed the commercials. Like I said, they went in all in for the nostalgia factor. Uh, the cable guy one was great for any of the nineties yeah. people that liked that. That, that was like funny. A, kind of a hidden gem of a movie. Um, <laughs> the, I was a huge, still am a huge scrubs fan. So oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. J, Turk and JD shout, shout out with those two, yeah. um, uh, with Donald Faison and, um, um, oh my goodness! What um, was that one for? I remember that one. Oh, I thought it was, it was a T-Mobile. Oh, uh, yeah. Zach Braff and Donald Faison. They're, I thought it like, was. I love like I'm huge Scrubs. My I did my dog after Turk and stuff <laughs> and that. Like, yeah. And so we're huge Scrubs fans. So that when that came on, my my buddy Cody Cody shout out to Cody Peterson. He texted me. He's like. Scrubs, Turk and JD, because yeah, anyways, <laughs> yeah. But, honorary, yeah. honorary, big red rundown host Cody Peterson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here with us in spirit every episode. My stat, favorite stat boy, my favorite stat boy. That seems demeaning, but my dad is also stat. Yeah, boy, we got a couple so. stat boys. Uh, my favorite. Uh, I almost said episode. My favorite commercial was the. <laughs> it was the stupid. It was the Coinbase wallet one where it was the, just the QR code. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It went like twenty seconds too I, long. It's just bouncing around. Yeah, it went yep. forever. Oh, it went so long. I was, I was like, like, oh my gosh, I, gotta, wrong with, I was I just watching it. I was like, oh, I gotta scan it, and I pulled it out. And I was like, yeah, oh, it took everyone Coinbase. like a minute to realize. I oh, like, I should probably scan this thing. Wrong with the TV. I know, and then it starts bouncing, and then everybody's like, oh, it's closed. Yeah, I could imagine like I old people was, watching that just like really confused. Once again, no, no, no idea. Like yeah. 90s, the, the, oh, yeah. the, the computers back then when they go to screensaver, I'm telling you, whoever did the market research, everything came back, hit on like 90s, 80s, oh, yeah. 90s nostalgia, and that's exactly what they oh, did on definitely. everything. So. Yeah, it was cool. The, I, I Uber really Eats one it. was funny too, like people getting the groceries from, or non-grocery items from Uber yeah. Eats, like eating the like diaper and the, uh, the, the deodorant and stuff like yeah. oh it's, from Uber, it's from Uber Eats. Like you're supposed yeah. to be able to eat it. So they're like eating lipstick. And, <laughs> yeah. it, it tastes yeah, it like purple. Funny. So there's, there's some fun. That was a simple yet clever. Yeah. Just kind of the Doritos. Commercial. The Doritos ones always were my favorites, yeah. but then they, they've kind of botched it the past couple of years. This, yeah, the flaming hot Doritos. I'm excited to eat the yeah. flaming hot Doritos, but yeah. the sloth thing, it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I is know. happening? Yeah. Am I a high? Am I high? All of a sudden? <laughs> okay, I really wanted to bring back what the heck? The, the, the Budweiser frogs. 
Oh yeah, but, I'm surprised. Like if you're going nostalgia, but, like those commercials were huge back yeah. in like oh back in the day, and so I want them to bring those guys. My back. other favorite yeah. was the Bush. The Bush commercials oh, have yeah. all have Bush. been the the best ones in the past years. When he cracks it open and yeah. the people like the holograms yeah. appear in the sky yeah. and they're singing, dude. That one was hilarious. Was yeah. And then it's like, take it, Kenny G, and he just yeah. rips, <laughs> this rips this crazy solo. Yeah, that one was pretty. We funny just gave too. out like funny. twenty no free ads, free ads in our podcast here. So that's that's how we'll you do get it some endorsements. Maybe we'll get a sponsor. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Any of you, if Bud, you're listening from any of those companies, yeah. we will take a sponsorship. Please, from you. please reach out, Bud, Bud, Budweiser, Bushlight, and Coinbase, <laughs> Coinbase, please. Toyota, any to- Toyota, <laughs> Toyota. I did get a new, brand new Toyota, 2022 Highlander XLE yesterday. Watch out! Woo! I had to sell my wife for it though. <laughs> <laughs> so much money <laughs> no it's actually her car so she's not gonna listen to this i could say anything i want she won't you're married know. it's your car. yeah i sold my wedding ring though to pay for there the down payment so <laughs> that's the part she didn't know and she's halftime show was good halftime show was cool it was, uh, i liked it it was interesting it was probably one of the better ones i can remember the stage yeah. was awesome the stage was cool that yeah, was really cool it was really simple they were only facing one direction though not that band, not one band. direction, but they were facing one direction. Yeah. So the people behind were probably. Hey, I'm gonna bring up. A heck? Co- I'm gonna bring up something controversial. Please. Oh no, I'm just. I don't know what it's about. I just saw it like trending. Do you guys know the deal with Eminem? Like I literally, NFL, yeah. I literally him to kneel, dude, or like I, or wasn't supposed to kneel. I literally did not even notice. I watched the I didn't whole thing. Yeah, I, didn't I had even. no idea he was even taking a yeah. knee. And if he, if I didn't like see him taking a knee, I was like, oh, that's just part of the show. It's like that's the, what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. it was just the raise. Like, yeah. I was like. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, me neither. Like maybe, at which all. Is maybe most, a, probably most people. Which is maybe a good thing that we're kind of past the whole. I yeah. need to, it, you know, need but the to media make a tried statement. To make it something. Yeah. I know. I saw that afterwards. I was like, and, I, NFL I told them just, they can't kneel. They weren't supposed to talk about like I say a few different lines from their songs just because they maybe their message and they did anyways. And but they kept oh, it gotcha. clean. It was tasty. See, I like, saw someone yeah. saying it was like a Tim Tebow reference. Well, that's what I'm like. Try. That was just so inspired. That, that was a Babylon B article, Chris. Gotcha. That was, you got that satire. Chris, that's, yeah. Chris, that's satire. I didn't. Satire. Re- I didn't you read just it got at all. By the B, so. I didn't. I didn't read it. Like this was yeah. my research to the extent of it was just scrolling on Twitter and like seeing headlines. So not at all saying like that's yeah. what it was. I was just more like I don't I even was, know what it was. I saw multiple things. I was which more one's amazed true, at the which fact one's not. at that same time, Dr. Dre Dude, was ripping, ripping the, piano. the piano. I was yeah. like, oh, that is inc- impressive. And then I saw a really cool guitar, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw Anderson Pock playing the drums, which was a vast underuse of his skills. He's incredible, but he was just playing drums with no microphones on him. Oh, yeah, that was sweet, yeah. <laughs> he was just smacking them, but it yeah. obviously wasn't the noise coming through. The, but then uh, I guess... Eminem was kneeling at that point. Yeah. And I just completely overlooked it. And I'm not even lying, but yeah, that's kind Kendrick of Lamar. Kind wish of he w- that would have been like I, not in there, but I wish he would have done more. I wish it would have been ice cube. Okay. But I just, I, I just like his music. I, See, I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. not familiar with it. I didn't know yeah. that song. I haven't. Yep, I knew that song. I'm with like the, I didn't know. I know, yeah, but wave. see, that's why. It, like, it didn't seem like it fit the set. Maybe yeah. that's why they did it, try to bring some. Yeah. I, I've literally never listened to his music. Like, yeah. not, I, I'm not against his music or anything, but it, like for a, what that set was, I was like. Yeah, maybe it was just kind of a nod to the future, like or the present. Definitely, I say, which it is was fine. related to like Zane and I's. Yeah, because yeah, we, we, yeah, we yeah. I, I, you could have played that song and paid me a th- like a thousand dollars to tell me like who sang that song, and I would have never gotten it right. 
And yeah. so it's kind of funny. It started with all the guys like in the cardboard boxes. Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> what? going on? Like, what is, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, what's, and then they kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool. But we are going to talk about Husker sports yeah, though. Let's uh, get into some Husker yeah. sports. Speaking Huskers. of going back to poor officiating and, <laughs> and how Husker, it has Husker hurt football, how it has hurt the Nebraska fan base. I was reading through, if you've seen, I think it's the 24 seven sports interview, not an interview with Adrian, but it's a kind of a piece on Adrian's last podcast with athletes unfiltered where he, yeah, I got to he kind of, bro- he broke down like his whole experience mm-hmm. at Nebraska and the transfer and why and all this stuff tying that into what we were just talking about he spoke specifically about the first interaction he he had with a referee after the fumble against michigan if you remember we're we're winning the game uh and we're we're driving the field at the in the fourth quarter with only like maybe three or four minutes left adrian gets stopped at the line on third and one and gets stood up after getting the first down gets stood up and stops running and then fumbles and immediately everybody's like, why did the whistle not get yep. blown? Why was he, he went directly to the ref and said, was I, was I not stopped? What is going yeah, on? No, he says, was the, he said, was the play not over? Yeah, was the play not over? And the ref says this word <laughs> for word. I don't know why anybody didn't blow the whistle. Stop. Full stop. He said, I don't know why anybody didn't blow the whistle. What? <laughs> Dude. That, that changed that, the game. That, that changed that was the, game. the entire game. Yep. And, yeah. In the, as the umpire, it, he doesn't blow whistles like that. So yeah. he can't really, I mean, he has a whistle obviously, but that is not his role. So like, he's probably sitting there like, yeah, the play's over, Dude, and, but, that but you just, have to, he doesn't have a, a line on the forward progress stuff. Those are the guys on the, the wings. Ryan Lingbloom. So. I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to, I'm going to play it in your office today. He's, he's, he's a, a, a staff, a coworker with us who is a diehard Michigan fan. And he had, he was a good sport after the win. He was. But he said we should have won that game. So man, that's just brutal. Yeah. But that's not even the most brutal thing that Adrian said in that stupid. <laughs> uh, no, nah, okay. I, I gotta call my. I gotta calm down. <sighs> it's not even the most <laughs> frustrating thing that he said in his podcast. <laughs> he talked a lot about the culture. He talked a lot about his experience with Scott. If you guys want to kind of maybe take some of those points too just with yeah with so i drew was drew was talking yeah. to me about the, the start with the what jaw. he said i did not listen to that podcast so start with some of the things he maybe said about the yeah culture first that. off so i am not all the way through i think i have 10 minutes left i only read the article which is See, just i read pieces. some articles so i have not um, listened to that yeah. this is what i will say already an hour into his podcast he's got a potty mouth he does he and, and this he's only said one one okay good cuss word like Pr- that proud of you Adrian. Whatever. um so what I would say is he actually does a very, very, so I haven't heard him talk necessarily about um, the culture yet as far mm-hmm. as between Nebraska and Kansas state, but everything from the games to even letting coaches go. I have to say like, there's a part of me that misses Adrian Martinez, not necessarily the player all the time, but just the dude. Mm-hmm. Like he is a just like well-rounded dude, like, respectful like i respect the guy like yeah, he, he goes through his sure. whole story of like the broken jaw oh and that's dude. nuts like it is insane like what he had to go through yeah we'll with break that. that down too it's insane but um as far as like let's go ahead i'll just kind of talk a little bit about the coaches leaving kind of what he mentioned yeah, there that was um, that was something that i i just don't i don't understand fully yeah, so from so. what i heard in the podcast i don't know what they said in the quote all he really said was like we understand this is part of the game of football. If you're not winning games, this is what happens. But yeah, he said, "I bear." I think he said, "I bear some of the." Re- I feel like I he's bear like, some of the yeah, responsibility he's like, for coaching. I can't Berger. help but like feel responsible at times, or like I yeah, feel that. Fair. And he's like, 
none of us want this to happen. Like we've built, this has been my coach for four years. Like we've built yeah. a relationship outside of football and our relationship will continue out of football. And so of course it hurts, mm -hmm. but he was also very like understanding and knows like if you're a top program like Nebraska and you're not winning, this is just what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like Frost did not want to do this. He even acknowledged that Frost even probably had better relationship with these guys yeah, than they did. That was oh, my sure. point. So like everything he said was super respectful and I didn't hear anything that was like bashing Nebraska whatsoever. Yeah. Like I thought he said everything very, very well. And like, yeah, so was good. one of the articles I saw um, was, it was from some K-State um, you know, beat writers and Which, things. That's an important context. It, it is. I, to, I totally acknowledge <laughs> yeah. this, but like at the same time as it's good to look at their side stuff, of things too. They're, not like, probably, they're probably not pulling to get stuff a full out. picture. Yeah. And the truth is almost always in the middle, right? Yeah, so yeah. where we are and where, the, where they are going in the middle, but they were talking about just some of the things that the, they've, they've heard from Cade and Adrian about the poor culture in the locker room and how uh, Frost was knows his football stuff, mm -hmm. but he inherited a really bad culture and did not know how or take the steps needed to help build the culture at Nebraska and that everyone, most players in the locker room were really just out for themselves. Like mm -hmm. we had a lot of high, good talent, but just kind of playing for themselves. Yeah. And, and then with that, he, he brought, they brought up UCF, like UCF, there was a bad football team, but with a good culture and for us inherited a good culture, brought the football knowledge to it. And that's why they're so mm -hmm. successful. He comes to Nebraska with a really bad culture, knows the football knowledge, still had to adjust to a different conference type of thing. And those like, kind of the double whammy of yeah. those two things, bad culture and just adjusting to a new conference led to just the results that you have on the field. And, and that's why, like, I think it was Cade. I don't know which one of them, but talked about like, that's why they're losing close games because at the end of the day, like when it comes down to needing to come together and, and suck it up as a team, people go get, they back off. They yeah. they become less aggressive. They, they, they become shell up. The, they, yeah. they shell up and they they become because they more, can't. You can't take on a whole other team exactly. by yourself. And so like, I just thought that was really interesting. And it's actually, I saw yeah. some. I saw some truth to it. Like, and so yeah. Oh, good. Was, I question definitely. for you about that. Yeah. Did that whatever like what you read was that quoting saying that Adrian Martinez was saying that or was that more like this was last week when I read opinion? it I think it was a little bit of both taking a pieces of what some of the stuff Adrian said and Cade and putting it was kind of put it together kind of like what we're doing here right we yep. take some yeah. piece of the story put it together into yeah. the only reason I asked so I just haven't heard I haven't heard opinion. Adrian talk about that directly no, I, I agree um, so I don't I think so it was I didn't taking know if it was, some of the like come side curious. comments about things I think yep. Cade Warner's been a little bit more vocal he's probably, about yeah. it but Early he's also been a couple of years removed agreed. too. Yeah. I know and this was kind of before too. Yep. So, I mean, this is pulling stuff from he, he was also he said a before. Yeah, both and of so them were. I think it's just kind of piecing together. And honestly, it's it, most of it is just their commentary on it. But and but these are football guys, and yeah. the, you know, and I, I I kind of see what he's saying, and so that's why I think Cade's just mad his dad's movie tanked. Probably. <laughs> hey, I heard it's really good actually. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that, that was what but, you called uh, for. I heard that it's a good movie though. I I would love to. Yeah, yeah I was actually thoroughly impressed by Adrian. That's cool. And I miss the guy because that dude is just a good dude. Like yeah. he just he's very respectable. And like even when he they went and talked about a lot of key games. They talked about um, the Wisconsin game. They talked about the Michigan Michigan State game. And not at one point was he like. Man, it's because of these players' faults or these coaching. He even like would put some of that on him still. Like now removed. He's like, Yeah, I could have played better. He's like, I'm not one to make excuses, even though I had a freaking broken jaw. Yeah. And I couldn't even chew. He tells a story like he, he had, had to put steaks in into a blender. blender in order to like get his protein. Yeah. 
And he didn't want anybody to know one because of like safety. Cause you don't want your yeah, opponent you don't want to know, to take a, a shot but also you. he's like, I just don't want that excuse to carry around because That's he's like, point. I just want to play. Yeah. And like, I understand that I'm playing with a broken jaw. Like, Dude, I don't want to have, like I don't want to pull that out of my back either. pocket of like, Hey, by the way, I'm playing with a broken jaw, so that's why I threw that interception or or whatever. Yeah, and like, I respect that. And he he did break down like his frustrations with how the like Frost let it out that um, yeah. he had a broken jaw. The plan was like to not reveal it at all till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And his frustration was he got texts from family members that he didn't even tell, and they found out through Fox News like broadcasts. Yeah, and he's just like. That's frustrating because I thought the plan was yeah I just keep well, it until the end I, I so to me and I, I get I get to the point but he has to know who he is at the program he is and like there's no way that's not getting out and they kept it a secret for a long time they did but the thing is it was out of the mouth of Frost and there was no reason to release it when he did like it didn't change anything see I was besides under the understanding it was after that the game. it was it was. He, Frost. I, I was told vi- that they knew, and so he decided to address it up front rather than exactly. Let the and that's I, what I maybe that's that could I, be. And bro. I vividly, I vividly remember for multiple weeks. Anytime somebody from the media asked Scott about Adrian's jaw, because it was addressed yeah, after the game, times, a- Adrian he took hurt, that shot. He I hurt his it. jaw. He, he's he's fine. He played the rest of the game. He's a trooper, etc. For the next couple weeks, it was Scott from his mouth saying, "If you guys." knew what adrian was going through you would be impressed like yeah you gotta yeah, you gotta understand multiple times yep. you gotta understand he's fighting through stuff yep. nobody knows about multiple weeks and then it yeah. eventually came out or people yep. knew or somehow un- people understood and so scott said he he had a broken jaw yep. but none so, of the details about that came out until after the season yeah. he said he has a broken jaw yeah okay that, that's like, what he wanted i guess to keep he just didn't want that announced because he he just didn't want to. But we even talked about it, yeah. and we didn't yeah. know. I think there was okay, this. He has a broken jaw. I think there All was right. always the speculation. We didn't even from believe his, it. Just from what he was saying from the podcast, he said is that when Scott Frost let that when he's acknowledged like he has he's playing with a broken jaw. Um, Adrian said before he went onto the podium, a member of the Husker media came up to yeah. him and said, "Hey, just so you know, Frost confirmed that you have a broken jaw." Yeah. And that yeah. caught Adrian Martinez by yeah. surprise because he thought Who's the that? plan was not I to confirm say that. Somebody asked him specifically about it. Yeah. And at that point, the season's over. And I'm sorry, like people are like, well, that's Frost just making excuses for them losing so much. And no, like if I remember how he did that, it was, he was like telling how tough Adrian was. And yeah. yeah. It, it he was, was actually like doing it to almost to defend Adrian and be like, no guys, like cut him some slack. This and, is what he's playing. With. And, and then, if, guys, that's amazing. It is that he played. Adrian the was, Adrian was a great quarterback. Yeah. I, I, for some reason he decides to listen to this. We are extremely thankful that he was a, sure. a quarterback. He handled it extremely well. But he just did not produce on the field. He just didn't, man. Flat out period since his freshman year. We, it, the argument Wins, could be, yeah, the argument could be made that he didn't deserve to be defended the way he was. Yeah. When you compare his play on the field to how much he was loved and cared for by his head coach and by his team, man, yeah. he, he let him down a lot. Many, he did many, a, he, many, 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 many times. So, I, I mean, I can't, I, I just, it's hard for me to equate, and I'm not in his shoes. I didn't have to leave the school. I didn't have to go to a new school, et cetera. He didn't, or at least he didn't have to. He felt like he needed to in order to e- explore other avenues or whatever. But I'm not in his shoes, so I don't understand fully, but it's hard for me to equate what he's saying with how he was treated at Nebraska. And I, I think he's doing a really good job of balancing that line of, yeah, I'm frustrated. Uh, if I wasn't frustrated, I wouldn't have had to leave. I didn't, I wouldn't have felt like I had to leave. But it's, I, and he made it like, 
he wasn't leaving because he was frustrated with things that were going on. It seemed, yeah, it just he felt, just felt like, like he needed a new. He's been there for four years. You know what? And like, there's a new, like he just lost his position coach. Yeah. yeah. And if there's a time to like, just get a new change of scenery, like I think it b- benefited both parties. I agree. Like I was going to say, I, don't I think, think it was time both ways. I, I think it was time both ways. So I, I don't fault the guy for leaving I don't either. I whatsoever. think it was actually a pretty mature. Wise and it, I think it was a, just a mature, like, like, Hey, I, I think I did everything that I could here, and I'm, my goal is just to make it to the NFL. He even talked about like he was trying to go to the NFL and seeing and if like the scouts, great, yeah. But when he tore his labrum or whatever again mm-hmm. at the end of the season, that like just took him out, yeah. and so he knew that he just needed to go to a place and just to play again. And yeah, once once you know that like they let go of all the staff, you already know they're going to be bringing in new system anyway, new mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And so for for him, it's probably just like I think it's just time for a good. Yeah, it makes I think, it, well, I think it parted ways well. Yeah, go, go win a Heisman at K State, do it, man. Yeah, and but lose to Casey Thompson, please. Yeah. That would be great. But I think speaking specifically about the culture stuff, if 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 that's all to be taken seriously, what what Kate and Adrian have allegedly talked about, how like do we think just as just us guys removing all of that stuff, do we think that the culture? from where we're sitting is better or worse than when Scott Frost took over and how much better and how much worse for me personally. I think it is unquestionably much better. Yeah. I, from, from my perspective, from talking, I mean, I, I, we had a very, very brief conversation with Caleb Tanner when we were, when we were at the filming for the Jersey release video and he was pumped. He was, he was talking about how great workouts have been and how hard people are working and how, like, even just on the defense, yep. he, he was saying like, I don't have a much interaction with the offense, but the defense is like, we're a group, man. We're tight. Yeah. And so, and, and they played and it showed like incredible. So yep. I, I think just from that and from, from watching the games, from seeing the guys play together, I think the offense was pretty uncoordinated. <laughs> if I could put one word to it, I don't think they, <laughs> I don't think that they felt like they could play together it's like the as six a unit. foot six seventh grader going out and playing basketball like super tall and yeah. stuff i can't hardly like yeah. he looks all gay like what are you doing out there <laughs> a getting lanky. 20 rebounds but nebraska offense that's the yeah. nebraska offense but hopefully this year they've added some more guys who, who know what they're doing and, and that'll that'll fix it but yeah. i'm much i'm more i'm way confident that the the culture yeah. broadly speaking is i think better. i agree i think the culture is better the work ethic's definitely better things like that i there, i still think there's something missing there mm-hmm. has been something missing i think that when work, it, when accountability is ac- what i'm coming accountability is a good yeah i agree that that's there um i think winning would cure a lot <laughs> yeah, like i think that's, that's like comes down to it people are just like well the culture it's sucks contagious. it's like well you are what your record is like when you start winning games, it's going to feel different in that locker room. Yeah. You know? It just will. Yeah. And, and I, I really do feel like this is kind of a fresh start for Scott. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost less like he's going a, 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 in such a different direction with some of the things that he, that he thinks works like his defensive staff and things like yeah. that for the most part and moving forward in a new direction with other things. So uh, overall, I think it w- is definitely healthier than it was with Riley, but man, if it does not translate to wins, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not going to matter at the yeah. end of the year. That's for sure. I think without a doubt, you can't say that Nebraska doesn't have a strong fighting culture. Mm-hmm. Like they compete in they every, single, every game, single game this year, oh, even yeah. when they knew they were not bowl eligible and they still showed up, they still fought, they still played hard. So that's evidence that's right not there. Riley. That was that's not, not Riley. Riley at all. No, that was dude. not even that is those. evidence right there that there is a good culture as far as like a brotherhood of let's play for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because why would you play hard? When you have nothing yeah. to win for besides each other, like that, but, the offense um, just needs some swagger, man. It's just yeah. like what we're missing is just 
the winning gene right yeah. now. Like there's just like we're just missing I think Scott, a few wins to build the momentum to let the ball roll. Like, I think Scott and Scott hit the nail on the head towards the end of this season. He's like, We just need Adrian. And he specifically talked about Adrian, but this could go for any of the players to say, Get on my back. I'm we're going yeah. to go win this game. We're not going to make a mistake. We're not going to do this. Yep. We're going to get on the field. We're going to drive the field, and we're going to win this game. And it just never, never happened. It never happened. It there never happened. glimpses for- of it, and it just every time, going back, <laughs> bring up the Adrian's not clutch thing Dude. again. But you know what I mean? It just happens yeah. so many times. But yeah. also, think about it this way, though. Like Adrian is- Adrian, Adrian brought it up in the podcast, too. Like yeah. he, was like, he was even saying, he's like, we had Michigan State. There's a special teams error. Yep. If that didn't happen, yep. we that, that could have changed the, the entire the season. season. Yeah, he said that's the turning point of the well, season. Well, yeah, I like agree. Michigan, look jaw, at Michigan. Lost like, the game in overtime. We had the game in Michigan. Yeah. Refs blow the call. That's two wins right there yep. that could have changed the entire season. And yeah. so, there, like, we had the game at Ohio State, that, too. That guy that made that video we had the game at Oklahoma. 17 plays that changed the season. And if you change the outcome of 17 of those plays, yeah, and we're, 11 we're of them, by the way, were special teams. So can I make and the argument that special penalties. teams, like not oh to say that gosh, I'm not yeah. saying Adrian is like yeah. a clutch quarterback, yeah. but I'm also saying it's not all on him. No, it's not 11 him. plays of the special team cost us the game. He's the only one on the whole field that, in the center that touches the ball. How, <laughs> how every yeah. play. Some of those special teams ones wouldn't have come into play if our red zone offense was better, but yeah. that, I still agree. Like, Michigan State was, was all just punt that return. Was just, that so. was 100% punt yeah. return, man. So, or punter. That, I think all of those things considered takes us to our next question, which is, is a pretty easy one. I, I think for me, just how confident are you at, with Frost as the this coach CEO role? <clears throat> now that he's hired a assistant head coach, he's hired a full offensive coordinator, a special teams coach, etc. I think that move specifically to fire the coaches and bring in the guys necessary to accomplish that task makes me like eight, eight or nine out of ten confident that this is going to this is going to work. One out of ten. What, th- do, you th- what do you think, Chris? Here's a question. I, I I really hope it works. I think it works. Something I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Not to say no one, no players have never mentioned him, but when I look at Nebraska and I want to look at like when I hear players and they talk like unfiltered, it just seems like they acknowledge Frost, mm-hmm. but their relationship is obviously with their, with position, their position coach, coach. which oh, is yeah. natural because I, I understand that like. They're with them. But if you look at other teams, there's like this relationship still with the head coach I that's agree. unique as well. And I feel like that's missing Agreed. with some of the team right now. I think I think he's that's, like the overseer and everyone respects him and agreed. thinks he's doing great things. But there's like this distance. Yeah, I agree with that. That 100%. like I was going to say. I, so I, I also agree. But I think uh, for me, that comes back to when I just do the brief whatever math or whatever in my head. I think it comes back to him trying to do way too much with sure. the offense 100%. specifically. He so, was trying to be the offensive coordinator as the head coach, yeah. which and which, special teams too. And he was taking teams. some of yeah. that on, which, which kept him from that side of things. And now I feel like this is why I say like. Um, I've just noticed that in the past, which makes sense knowing that he was taking care of so many other things. Now he has the time to make room for that. And so that's something that I'm eager to watch grow because I think that'll help the culture yeah. of the team. Yeah. It's like, hard I think, to go back on that. It's like hard to like, if you haven't been like this for three years, yeah, it's hard yeah. to all of a sudden like, so it's gonna, hey, here I am. You yeah, know? Like, so that's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Because if you think about it, the only, the only players I hear really talk about Frost, like, oh man, I love Coach Frost, 
are high school players that are signing to come to Nebraska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the current players yeah. that are like playing. Of course, they have respect and mention, but it's always the position coach. And yeah. There seems to yeah. be a little bit of a gap there. And I think that's, I want to see that close. I want to see like the players play for Scott, like the players played for Tom Osborne. Yeah, like, yeah, the thing is, point. too, Frost, just his personality, like he's not a Davo Sweeney. Pretty pretty reserved. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, you know what I mean? He's not, he's not a Mike Gundy. He's not, you know, he's just... He, yeah, he's not a Herm Edwards. He's yeah. he's he's an introverted, like crazy, uber competitive, yeah. very intelligent man. Oh and yeah, so, like it's not that he doesn't know how to have relationships with people. No, but, he like, does. It's yeah. it's just I think like he's just gonna have to put a little bit more specific. I, I think he will do. Just, like I think this new he's gonna be great. Like yeah. I think it'll so free him. One to ten. Be really health level? Right now, I give it an eight. Hey, so Zane's eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give Chris, it an eight. Chris is an eight. I think it'll take some time for him to... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to be generous with a six. Whoa! Whoa. That's positive. Hey, More I know. Positives. So that that's not saying I don't believe in him. I yeah. think he... I, I'm, Proof's in the pudding. It, it Exactly. It, it's like yeah. three and nine, guys. Like, and, Oh, gosh. I forgot uh, we went three and yeah, nine. And so at the end of the day, like I think these were all heart. the moves that he had to do. I think on paper, he's, he's on paper, he's been an eight or a nine, I think. Mm-hmm. But we'll just see. Like I, I, I've, and, be the, my the gut test. said five, but I was like, I'm going to give him a little bit of benefit of that because of the moves he, the proactive moves he yeah. made. So I'll give him a six. If if we go six and six, he keeps his job. Unless we go six and zero oh to start the season, and then we lose the last six yeah. games, then he's getting fired. But if yeah. we go to a bowl game, he's good. But and and the, it works, and we'll go the next year. But we'll like, see. Man, just but just the idea, like knowing we got freaking a guy like Mickey Joseph. Yeah. Like and Mark Whipple and Mark Whipple, like those are just culture changing guys too. They, they are. So like, it's just a benefit that's just How, like I'm excited <laughs> for. Yeah, and it's hard not to be optimistic when you guys. The, the guy Mickey guy Joseph like thing. Joseph. I, I want to pump the brakes there. I think ten out of ten higher, best mm-hmm. hire we could have made the position. Mm-hmm. He's a wide receivers coach. Yeah, wide How receivers much? get the ball maybe twenty times a game. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, and if not, everything else isn't working, I know recruiting it's huge, culture it's huge. Unless I you're it. playing in Mark Whipple's offense, but he is a wide receivers coach, and that's not to diminish it. But let's like we've seen this, we've played this scenario out of Husker fans before, where we make these position hires and we make a huge yeah. deal out of them and think it's great, and like. I think we just need to like curb our expectations of how curb your enthusiasm. Just how how much of an immediate impact it's going to make. Like exactly, I, I, ho- I hope it. I hope it's huge. But, but to that point, though, I'm not concerned necessarily about the X's and O's. Sure. I'm concerned about the culture. Agreed. Yeah. I think and it's so. A great like move with Mickey that. Joseph, like understanding he's a position coach, I'm not really worried about like oh I'm, he's going to transform Agreed. the object, yeah. the offense from the X's and O's standpoint. Sure. I just think he is the guy you want for the culture Agreed. standpoint. Yeah. Agree with that. Which is where I'm like more optimistic of like what can he do to add to the culture versus my excitement of what's he gonna do for the X's and O's. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, if you guys are listening to this, tweet us out just your your confidence level one to ten on, on Frost. I think it'd be interesting to hear hear what you guys think on that. So Yeah. We'll see we'll see how confident we are too in the next couple over the next couple of years of in state recruiting. Drew was talking to me about this yesterday and it blew my mind. This this the I mean the amount of high school athletes in Nebraska that are going to be college athletes in yeah. the next three or four years and how good they are is incredible. So like in the this, highest it's ever yeah, been in, in this class, there are eight three-star or better rec- uh, football recruits that's in insane. the state of Nebraska. That's insane. The last time yeah. that was um, we've ever had that many was back in 2004. Nebraska total has less people than like the city of Dallas. Yeah. If you're not from Nebraska, like yeah. the whole state Nuts. has like, yeah. Three million people, yeah, two million people, yeah, a couple million something, but yeah, but so there's, 
so we have eight of those. Um, the So there's only been two times where we've ever had seven. So there's been one with eight, now it's 2004. Mm-hmm. There's been two times that we've had seven, and that was over the last two years, 2020 oh, yeah. and 2021. Yeah. And we did pretty well in 2020, not so great in 2021. Pretty bad but, in 2020. But we, uh, there's a lot of reasons, I think, that go into that that we can get to later. But yeah. Uh, but this year, eight of them, and some of them are legit. We've already got commitments from a few of them, too. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in yep. pretty high on a few. We haven't offered all of them, um, but... A lot of them are going to be on campus campus here soon for official yep. visits. Malachi yes. Coleman. Malachi Coleman. Lock, dude. Yeah, he hasn't committed so. yet, but like he has deals yeah. with muchachos here. Like really? Yeah. Oh, like nice. he is doing so many things in the community yeah. that I would be just surprised oh, that if too. he goes somewhere else. And him and, and Zane Flores would be the biggest gets yeah. in my in my opinion. There's we already uh, got Gun Catula. Knutson out in he was playing for yep. Mitchell. So I grew up in Western Nebraska. Mitchell's a tiny town, class C school that was yeah. fifteen minutes away from where I grew up. He was at Mitchell. He transferred into Scott's Bluff. So he's at a bigger program now. Um and he's six seven. I don't know what he weighs, but he's a whole offensive tackle. Yeah. That so. is a monster for, boy. for small small town Nebraska school out there like that so um uh, so he's i'd be surprised if a guy like that doesn't get an offer just with how big he is yeah um, he's a bear so uh that jose or sorry zane flores shout zane, out shout out cool name yeah zane <laughs> zane, zane flores <laughs> I, I remember watching the state finals game last this last year and just watching him just sling the ball around and taking control and command of yeah. that game. And I was like, this guy needs a Nebraska offer. He's going to play D one somewhere. And sure yeah. enough, and then he exploded. He's got offers from K state, Oregon, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, state. But uh, Bowling Green. Bowl, yeah, he's got, they're starting to yeah. pile up. And so he has a couple more visits with some other big 12 schools. He's sure. visiting Nebraska. The, the problem is with him is like, is that relationship with Whipple there being Whipple coming into the game kind of so late? Is it the kind of quarterback that Whipple's looking for? We already have, we've already made a lot of offers in that class for quarterbacks. Yeah. So I just don't know if it's too late for him to come in. If we have a, if we have a scholarship and they want to take a shot at him, I think he's probably going to be one of the best players in the state next year. And so it's, it's a good offer then at that point. By the time but he gets here, Chubba will be in, he'll have two more years left year. yep. and then Casey will be gone. Mm hmm. And by that time, I'm sure however many of the backup quarterbacks. So I think it'll be interesting to, just how so. we how he develops this year and whatnot. Yeah, so. I think in-state recruiting is going to take a big uh, step forward with Mickey, yep. with his relationships, Mickey Joseph in Omaha. And um, uh, Rude has also been yep. like having a huge presence in the area. So I think that builds my confidence with, with Scott as well. Yeah. So I think um, if we get out of those eight, if we can get five, five or six of them. Oh, yeah. I think that's good. I think we already have three of them. Three of them, And yeah. then Malachi Coleman's. Up there yep. as well so so going back to kind of people talking about nebraska not so much related to nebraska but talking about nebraska uh, did you see what mckenzie milton said yesterday yeah oh we'll my just gosh take a few dude. seconds on this is kind what of a joke. it's it's kind I of just, funny but i just i spent five seconds google yeah. hey mckenzie it's called google my friend he said he was just talking about his you know like his relationship with other quarterbacks and why would guys go to somewhere in the midwest when they could go to orlando yeah. he said that and then the the guy who was who was doing the the interview said i dare you to say lincoln nebraska and he said how about norman oklahoma and then he just went in and he's like yeah, he's, like, he's like, like i'm just i'm not talking nonsense i'm talking facts here why would you go to lincoln nebraska or norman when orlando is the fastest growing city out of any yeah. of those literally it's not though. it's it's yeah i i spent five I think lincoln's seconds. probably faster growing than orlando i spent five seconds googling it this morning the Omaha, Lincoln is even bigger than this. Yeah. Omaha grows by 0.19% nationally or by, by 
0.19% annually. It's added 17% growth since the last cons- the last census in 2010 when it had 408,000. Orlando... And that's just Omaha City, the metros, that's well just, over that's a million That's just the now. city. Orlando has 100,000 less people since, Ju- since uh, uh, July last year, and it grows by only 2.46% since 2010. Yeah. We've grown by 15% more, more than, than that, yeah. than Orlando. It's like, just fact, I just bro. can't, I cannot stand this stupid notion that people don't want to live here. You know, we I just will, have to suffer through this, this uh, ungodly yeah, it's weather not bad, and everything. Exactly. It's not that why, bad. But why say that? Why yeah. go on a national broadcast? You have no relationship to this, this place, this area. I'm getting a little over animated because of, you know, me just and like, all this stuff, but why, like what benefit do you gain from that? You're not even telling the truth. You're just right. saying stuff to say stuff. Why? It doesn't make sense to me. So, so the only thing I will like say with him on this is, I mean, okay, so he's from Hawaii to begin with, so like I get it, but yeah, I've been to UCF's campus, it's beautiful in, in like the, I think it was it was in the spring, in like in April, yeah. it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's incredible. I got to walk around and do I a tour with Frost at his campus and see. Uh, some of my like, best friends are from Orlando. Oh yeah, and it, it so it's it's great. Yeah, as far as like football facilities and stuff, it's nowhere even close to Nebraska's though. Exactly, it's the, like not even close. The people are so the people are different. The culture yeah. is different. The community so, is different. Well, I yeah. get what he's saying to an extent. Like I get it, man. Like oh, it gets cold it, in the Orlando. Literally, like, the, People go spend <laughs> billions of dollars every year to go vacation there. I, I get know. it. I get it. But at the same time, like, don't. Only because yeah. Disney World's there, though. No one's going to yeah. Orlando if Disney World's not there. Hey, man. Uh, there's some good golf courses. Hey, man. They named their for. stadium the Bounce House, so you better yeah. chill. Yeah. If that's cool. It's like if the I'm conference Florida, capital of the world. They, they claimed a national championship. Yeah. That's I'm going cool. To Sarasota, Key Largo. <clears throat> I'm gonna if Disney World was in Orlando. I'm going to yeah. Crescent. Jackson, I'm going to Mount I'm going, Crescent. I'm going to Destin here in yeah, a few Destin. Yeah, Destin. <clears throat> that's the place. Want to go? Whatever. I'm going to Crescent, Mount Crescent. You only think Norman, Oklahoma is where I'm going. So what we, what we, the only thing we've learned from Mackenzie Milton is that he just does not like the cold. That's it. That's like, that's all. That's like the only reason why this comment came out because he's like, I don't like the cold. Why would anybody go go to Google? Why would anybody? (laughs) Yeah, just Google growth rate in those cities and you'll find out you're uh, wrong. We're we're putting this out on Thursday tomorrow. Baseball starts, opening game. Yeah, Uh, pretty pretty tough little stint here at the beginning. Got a three game series against Sam Houston at home and then we no sorry four games pushovers four game series at home against sam houston and then a three game road series against tcu following that so we have like 12 or 13 games just on the road to start the season it's It's pretty it's a pretty like i don't know after this start it gets a little easier like who we're playing and whatnot but i think these tcu games will tell us a lot it won't define the season but tcu is one of the premier baseball schools in the country in, in ncaa history yeah so to play them three times on their home field in arlington will yep. be will be a, a big test yep so it'll be interesting i'm excited man and we're right? young man we're yeah. young we got young, young schwellenbach went to the went to the pros yep. we're gonna be missing his bat we're gonna be missing his arm coming in from shortstop so we added a bunch of really good guys too so i, I think i'm really excited we were talking right before we started the podcast drew christo is is a guy to keep your eye open on yep. so for sure he's yeah. he's i mean what did you say his fastballs mid 90s as a freshman yeah, his dad's name. Plus, is yeah, almost as hard name. as you can throw, Zane. So. I could throw way harder than that, but I hold <laughs> back while punting. I hold back. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually throw the football that fast, which is 
Hey, for, we should do a full spring game special where we actually take Zane outside and do. His I, I, you do like, it. Like, I wish you guys could feel. Like, my heart rate hasn't even gone up a beat. I am so confident. His mustache is winking at me right my, now. Hey, so let's find. Out. Hey, because. Stop. Let's find the average of like <laughs> Caleb Lightborn, Prista. We're going to find all of their season averages and see if Zane I'll can go hit their punt season averages. I'll punt a hundred times <laughs> in a row. I'll punt. I'll go catch my own punt and I'll punt back and forth. I'll punt back and forth across Look, the park. Did you know line. that Chris used to be an accomplished soccer player? I want to see him play wow. against you. So. I, hey, Chris. I got a little bit of a boot. Look at me in my face right now. I will smash you. I will actually destroy you. <laughs> Okay. All right. When we go golfing, we, we take Cody Peterson. Done. He's going to be our witness. Airtime we'll and to distance. The golf course. We're going to pack the Done. football you can, on one of the par fours. You can smash a, you can <laughs> smash a par five with the, your best driver, and I'll punt, and I'll oh, go farther dude. than you. So get over it. You know what? We'll have a punting duel. Let's freaking do it. Right. <laughs> we got put that sucker. On well, we are actually excited for baseball. <laughs> It'll be fun. And uh, the season is going to be, uh, hopefully the end of this season will be much more exciting than the end of last season. The team did so well. They deserved, they deserved a better ranking. They deserved a better spot in the super regionals, but they got screwed with Arkansas yep. again because of the, because of the Dave Van Horn, whatever. It's just, it's just annoying that they, they put us in that we could have hosted our own. So, well, be before we wrap up, I do, do do just want to mention the news that just came out about the Big Ten's new TV deal. Um, oh yeah, a billion dollar TV deal. Oh, it over doubles what it was. The last one was like four hundred forty million. Still? Uh, I th I think so. Fox and ESPN and like that whole conglomerate of that. Like, really, so the family of networks. Correct. The family of networks there. So so they'll still have their own BTN. Yeah, BTN's still a part of like it. I don't know if that's a part oh. of that number or what that looks like, but I know it's a billion dollar deal between all that. So oh my gosh, um, that's which a, over doubles. That's four hundred forty millions. Yeah, it's. That's a wow. thousand million. He, he, he Googled that. So uh, learn how to do that. So we, it's more than the SEC now. Now that's I, insane. We are better than the, the SEC. is going to get a new one eventually too, and it will be oh, more. Gosh. But especially adding Oklahoma and Texas. As long but, as Paul Feinbaum bites the dust before they do. Oh, sorry, wow. sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow, sorry. Bites the dust. Now the mustache is an, angry. It's so. an, it is very angry. Chill. Be quiet. Hey, he did say Nebraska '95 team is the best team of all time. I don't, I don't care at all. That man looks like what, what's he looks like. Don't, don't stop. No, Mr. Potato Head references. <laughs> he looks no. like a Dementor. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like uh, the puppet that what's his face uses that's dead. It's kind of a skeleton. What's his face? The, the puppet guy, Dave something. I, I can't. It's so forgettable. His face he, is so forgettable. I can't. Yeah, even, here we are talking about it on a Husker podcast. Yeah, so I can't stand we thank that you guys guy. for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up there, and we 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 do thank you guys for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you are enjoying this as much as we are. As we mentioned a couple weeks ago, we are doing every other week episodes up up until probably spring the spring game, just so that we can keep up to date on the content and stop. And we don't want to give you guys nonsense. We've skipped over basketball today on purpose, so <laughs> we'll talk about basketball next week. But we are going anywhere uh, we just want to make sure we're putting out good episodes for you guys so with that said check us out on spotify apple podcasts and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts if you could give us some good reviews and share it with your friends and family that would be great follow us on twitter at big red rundown and send your comments and questions to big red rundown at gmail.com we will see you guys next time <laughs>